How's it going, y'all? I am so glad that you're here. I'm happy to to talk to you. I love I love recording these episodes and podcasts. Um, this again, just if you're new to the show, the whole premise is it's uh, all about how to become a sovereign individual and family. Uh, and if you're not f- super familiar with that word, it really just means how to become free. And so we talk about topics of like financial freedom, um, emotional freedom, time freedom, uh, impact freedom, like the ability to have make a difference and have an impact. And so um, that's what we talk about today. And the reason that like I'm recording this is I'm, you know, my wife and I are always on our own quest to to sovereignty, right? Um, and we we consider ourselves sovereign. <laughs> if not, we were fiercely on the path to that. And so we're, I'm here to share lessons that we're learning, um, both from our own life experience or from other people's life experience through our interviews and interactions with them. Uh, lessons from our own uh, the the things that we've learned, both as you know different walks of life as employees, entrepreneurs, as parents. And uh, so that's what this is all about. This is a safe space to. Um, to share those those thoughts and and uh, with you. So today, uh, something that I really wanted to talk about is um, is a concept that that is a hundred percent part of becoming a sovereign individual and family, and that is to own your emotions, to take ownership. So if you listen to the last episode, uh, I shared some some feelings about uh, when our our daughter passed away and so that was a lot of it was a really big low spot for us and uh like a, a huge struggle a huge you know going through the grieving process which um i think we still do i i you know, I, I don't know if a person is like ever just a hundred percent i don't know if like the grieving process you just kind of put a sticker on it and saying yep we did that we're kind of done um i think it's been two years now, and so um, we've worked through. We've we've kind of left behind the period of time where it's like a daily struggle, like a a daily low spot. But um, like we just had her, you know, her second birthday, and so w- we choose to feel feelings of joy and nostalgia and and closeness and togetherness. But we also have to honor the feelings that naturally come of. Uh, you know, sadness, and we're missing her, and um, you know, different things like that. So I, I, I say that because like grief, it really is a process, and it likely is something that happens to the, like the course of like for the rest of your life. Like you have to find space to honor feelings of grief, and so in today's episode, um, when we're talking about owning your feelings, it really is it's it's about not being a victim of what happens to you you get to choose the meaning of something you get to choose the feelings that you're associating with that and there there are limitations right like with grief um it's it's really unhealthy to just like try to bottle up any i don't know if we call them like negative type emotions and just not look at them <laughs> like that's not what it that's not what it means but it, it means that you're not to, to own your feelings and emotions, it means that you're not a victim of your environment. Uh, that you 
you get to design your experience in life. You get to, um, you don't always get to choose what happens to you, and but you do get to choose what it means. You do get to choose on a daily basis. Like what, what are you going to feel? Like how is this going to impact your attitude? And so that's what I want to talk about today. And so I, I shared last episode this, you know, obviously like the passing of our daughter is this huge thing that happened to us. And so I encourage you to go back and listen to that. And I can share more and I, and I will share more stories in this episode uh, from our own life. But what I wanted to open with is actually a, an ancient story. More <laughs> um, often I read a lot of books and some of those are, are contemporary or modern and some of those are ancient. And, uh, and so one of the books that is near and dear to our heart, it comes from a book called Nephi. That's the name of the author of the book, and so that's why he called it that. Uh, but it's part of a com- compilation of stories, ancient stories, and it's in uh, the compilation book. is called the Book of Mormon. And, um, and I want to share uh, a story that the author... Nephi talks about because I think it highlights this what we're talking about today really well. So the character Nephi, I guess he's the protagonist because he's the author, and it's really um, a collection of of him writing about his experience as a you know he's a a child in a family, and not like a a little child. I, I mean, I think at the point of his writing, he's probably a young adult. Uh, but he's still at home with his family at the beginning of his story. He's not a married person. And uh, his dad, um, who who is really prominent in their community, he's very wealthy, he describes him having lots of riches and gold and silver. Um, you know, they're very wealthy family. They, they get, the dad gets this idea that the family is going to be better off if they leave their home, which is in Jerusalem, in the Middle East, that they leave all that and travel to the New World, um, to the American continent. And uh, the hope is that they'll become uh, a stronger family and they'll, you know, they, they hope for even greater riches and things. But the decision to do that means they have to go through a period where they're pretty destitute, right? You, they leave everything behind and they travel and, and right, this is before modern travel, right? <laughs> so that in fact, the the year of this story is 600 BC. So that's what I mean when I say ancient, right? It's you know before, um, like right, it's before all the modern amenities. So it's before planes, like motorized things, like communication. So when they leave their home and all their prominence, and they, you know, they they likely took camels and rode on camel back through the desert and all this kind of stuff. So it's just like that, that's the story, the overarching like theme of what's happening. Nephi, the author is one of several siblings. He's not the oldest. He has uh, his older brothers whose names are Laman and Lemuel. Uh, And then there's him. And I find it interesting that as they go through the struggles that they go through, um, Nephi has a pattern where he chooses uh, the emotions on the side of curiosity or trust or hope, uh, faith, and positivity. And uh, that's his choice. He chooses that. And then his older brothers, Laman and Lemuel, choose to complain. They choose negativity. 
Um, they choose to be short-sighted, close-minded, and uh, more or less adopt a victim mentality. And so you see this as a, a theme, but I'll share one particular story. They're, they're traveling and they lose the ability to hunt for game. And so they, they were used to hunting with bows and arrows. And so um, their, their very last, I guess, you know, tool like bow broke and so they didn't have anything and so for a period of time they just didn't have much to eat and so they're really starving and hungry and so that's that's the external environment right that's the thing that happened to them um but nephi uh, chose to get really curious and kind of again like he was positive he maintained kind of hope and curiosity and that that put him in a mental state that gave him the ability to you know, create, build a new bow and a set of arrows and then go out and do something positive and find food and and go hunt. Right. And and he ends up killing something and then they have food to eat and, and, you know, he saves his family (laughs) on the flip side, his older brothers, Laman and Lemuel, the same thing has happened. Like the same thing's happening to everyone. Okay. Everyone's hungry. Everyone's disappointed that they lost their tool for getting food. Laman and Lemuel sit down and just complain and they have this negative, negative thoughts and emotions. And so it leads them to not be productive and they're not the ones that end up, you know, creating a bow and hunting. It's their younger brother, Nephi, who does that. And um, so I share this story again. It's just one of many stories that the author Nephi shares where something similar happens. You know, they're the same thing happened to all of them. And, and the children were raised by the same parents. They were raised in a wealthy house. They probably were raised, you know, went to the same education centers and had the same tutors and instructors, maybe even similar, uh, you know, groups of people that they spend time with. And so they, you know, they're not like the same person, but they, you can't, you know, chalk their differences in response to like vast differences and like, their upbringing or something (laughs) okay so they're siblings in the same family the same thing happens to them and yet one chooses positive thoughts and emotions and the others choose not to it leads to vastly different outcomes and uh, and so that's um that's a story that i wanted to share just to highlight this point that they in those moments like they couldn't choose what happened to them but they could choose their response and uh, so the same thing happens to us today is that you know things happen like this is a you know, part of life is to gain experience and part of that means like hard experience and so like things will happen to us right you lose a job you lose a contract you have a health issue you um like have a, a relationship that ended um and sometimes like sometimes these are things that are out of our control like in our case if you listen to the last episode we talk about you know, losing, losing our, our baby daughter. And, uh, and the, the doctors could not offer us any insight about, you know, if there was any part of that that was in our control. And so I, I don't know, (laughs) you never know. I, I mean, maybe there's something we could have done differently. Um, uh, but, but maybe not. Right. And so like, there was no clear insight that we gained through the experience that, that taught us like, Oh, we'll do, you know, this was our fault or it wasn't, right? And so, 
that was a thing that we couldn't control and it happened to us. Um, and, and this happens every day with you know, lots of people, right? Every single person, like we go through life and we're learning something and we have things happen to us. Um, but we, we don't always get to control that, but we always get to control our response, our emotion to that. So um, in the same way, in general, if you have negative emotions, it's going to lead to like negative outcomes. It's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so, like today, I just wanted to, like, th- this might be news for some people. For some of you, it's not. Like, you already you already accept ownership of your emotions. For some people, it's going to be, it's going to be new. Okay, like, if you, and if you're wondering about, well, where do I sit on the spectrum? Just spend a couple of days and pay attention to, like, what's the first thought that you have when you wake up in the morning? Like, do you wake up and are quickly seized by a feeling of dread? Like, do you, are you excited about the life that you get to live? Like, are you, are you excited about your job, right? Are, are you, do you like your boss? Do you like your coworkers? Do you like the things that you're working on every day? Are you excited about your relationship with your spouse? Like, are they, is it just, are, are you so excited to talk to them because you love hearing what they have to say and you love expressing yourself to them? Um, and if you're not married, then are you excited? Are you in a dating relationship where you're also, you know, is it exciting to you? Do you look forward to talking with that person? If you're a parent, do you look forward to spending time with your children? Or are you, you know, do you feel like ah it's like i i it is it a burden to you <laughs> um when you consider your finances are you excited about the topic of money are you excited about opening your bank account and and looking at it are you or are you filled with dread and and uh, so if you're wondering where you're at on this feeling of like do you typically choose positive or do you choose negative feelings then just pay attention to like the feelings and thoughts that hit you when you first get out of bed in the morning okay like that's a great litmus test is just just to think and if if you do this i invite you to do this at least a day right but do it for a couple days and kind of track and then get curious about it like write it down write it write a journal and like you you know, keep tabs on your emotions or something and thoughts and, and you you kind of see a pattern, a trend. You say, oh, good heavens, I didn't realize that I I was more negative than I thought. <laughs> so that's the first thing is just to take an inventory, like realize where you're at. And, and then it, if you do this and then you're dissatisfied with where you're at, if you're like, man, you know, I'm really, like I'm negative about this relationship or I'm negative about this thing um and i would like to change it well that's a great like now you're in a good spot where you can change that <laughs> so how do you change that's the that's really the the million dollar question right it's like i, I remember for a long time in in, in some cases like I, i'm on my own journey still so like i not perfect at this but i remember when i got good at articulating how i was feeling but i still wasn't good at changing how i was feeling that was a hard place to be because you're like, I know that 
I know that I'm feeling this thing and I know that I should be able to change it, but I don't know how. <laughs> so if that's where you're at, then, then what I'm going to talk about next is going to be particularly helpful to you. Okay. So here's a couple of tools and strategies to help you take um, ownership of your emotions and shift it. And one of like what I'm going to talk about first is um, is called the miracle morning, and it's not something I came up with. Uh, it's a it's something a guy named Hal Elrod. He wrote a book called The Miracle Morning, and it's in, incredibly popular. It's a best selling book. It's been translated to like 21 languages, so it's being sold all around the world. They now have a docu- full length documentary about how he wrote the book and the impact it's having. So you could probably, I think it's on Amazon anyway. So you can look up the documentary. You can buy the book if you want to. Um, I'm going to kind of explain the premise of it here. And so that, you know, like this is what I learned from the book. And I'll share some context of Hal Elrod. Like he, he, like most sovereign individuals has not been immune to life uh, like tragedy <laughs> okay it's a fallacy I know some of you some people who hear this podcast are like well yeah it's, of course it's easy for you Stephen or it's easy for that guy that you're talking about because XYZ reason or what whatnot. And so like when you listen to how Elrod um, teach like the strategy of the miracle morning you might, you might be tempted to say well yeah but how Elrod is you know he's a rich guy you know, or he's like, he's got a lot of friends or he's got a huge support system. Um, and you might be tempted to think that about lots of people who I would consider sovereign individuals. But Hal Elrod, just like all the other sovereign people, they got there through like intense tragedy where they had nothing or they had everything and lost it all and went bankrupt. And that's, he's no exception to that. Like he had a big wealth and it was all tied up in real estate and then 2008 2009 crisis hits and he, he lost everything and um and then he had some intense you know like later he built up a life again and and wealth and influence and then he went through cancer and so um just on his deathbed you know deathbed fight for cancer and anyway like he has been no stranger to tragedy like intense gut-wrenching fetal position on the floor tragedy so i just need to say that um and by the way most people who i talk to uh, talk talk with and interview on this podcast or talk about um has been in the same boat so how through the whole thing has learned that he he can own his emotions still no matter what's happening around him and through a habit that he calls the miracle morning um, is exactly how he does it so if I'm going to give you the spark notes version. You can, feel free to go. I, I always recommend reading the source. Okay. So like feel free to buy the book and, and read it. But basically Hal says that there's six habits that he does every day um, that lead to him being able to take ownership of his emotions. And he uses the acronym SAVERS, S-A-V-E-R-S. And those stand for um, S is silence, and so spending time in silence or meditation or prayer, right? It's something he does every day for at least 10 minutes. So 
like you'll you'll see there's six things that make up the acronym savers um he does them for at least 10 minutes and so it's an hour he spends an hour of his day doing the miracle morning so s stands for silence which includes meditation and prayer um, a stands for affirmations uh, if you're not familiar with affirmations really these are just their statements they're meant to be about yourself when you consider like the best version of yourself or who you would like to become and you and you say it in a way that you know like helps you remember who you're becoming or what you're trying to do okay so that's what affirmations are uh, V is visualization you you have gotten really clear about like who your ideal self is and that includes like every sense of the word right like your financial situation like where you live the the types of relationships you have the work that you're doing uh, is you have like a really clear concept of who that is and you spend time visualizing or imagining that you have attained that right and so you spend time um and in like basically imagining that you already you've made it already okay um and so e is exercise i think i probably don't need to really talk about that too much and most people get it that if you exercise your life will be better on many different levels so there you go um and then r is reading like really good inputs getting really good information from really great people right so you read good books and then s is scribe um which really is like writing or journaling it, he, i'm sure he just wanted to create a nice neat acronym and so he used the word scribing in, instead of writing because a w would not fit in really well <laughs> so anyway that's the acronym savers and uh and so if you want to buy the book he just dives deeper into all those things, right? And he also shares his backstory and his own tragedy and all that kind of stuff. So interesting read, powerful book. I read it a couple of months ago and uh, it really brought together some topics that I was already learning about and experimenting with, but it it created a really solid morning routine that I've stuck with uh, for, for months now and it's a game changer. And so um, when you when you do spend time in each of these six buckets every single day um, it it helps you have the tools to choose your emotion because I've I've been there and if you listen a couple episodes ago uh, I did an episode about reaching rock bottom and uh, that's because like the reason I did that is because we we've hit several rock bottom moments uh, just in the last like two years in and uh, so losing our daughter is one of them. I, I share a story about um, Acapulco, Mexico. When we were visiting there, there's a lot of things that happened to us that were scary in a state of vulnerability, right? And then, uh, and then now, like we're we're currently you're listening to this episode, and I don't know if you're listening to it in real time or if you're, you know, a binge listener that is listening to it a, a year from now, <laughs> and. Uh, and we're in a different situation at the moment you listen to this. But if you're if you're listening to it now, which is you know it's it's beginning of August of 2022, for us this is like a it's a a hard struggle from a financial point of view because 
we took on uh, a business venture at the beginning of this year. It took full-time effort and we went all in with finances and things and it hasn't panned out the way we thought it, it would. And so it, it's uh, like, it's been, it, it currently there's been a rock bottom moment, a rock bottom feel where it's, uh, you know, drained us in a big way. And so um, I can, I'm speaking from experiences. All I'm trying to say is that it, this is not, um, you know, the Stephen speaking right now and, and hosting this podcast is not like the Stephen who has his dream house and is like a, you know, a billionaire who has it all made. And it's kind of like pontificating on something that works from a, a place of safety and security. <laughs> this is the version of Stephen is telling is kind of sharing my own thoughts and experiences using this strategy through a time where be on a daily basis you you might be close to the fetal position <laughs> and uh and some and so i think that's a really valuable you know thing to know and also just say it also i think brings validity to the practice okay so so in our current state like what what is what are these habits um like what are they doing for me and let me just say that even in our state right now as we've as we've gone through this, like this venture and we've watched our bank accounts grow smaller and smaller and, and cause, <laughs> cause us to be concerned about like our current course of action and what to do next, being committed to the morning routine where we do savers, the miracle morning or all these six things, um, being dedicated to that has helped me take ownership of emotions in probably the hardest period of time of our life where it's really easy to slip into a negative mindset. It's really easy to not get excited about a bill that comes or when you need to process payroll or, um, you know, things like that. But I can say now having practiced the miracle morning for months now, uh, and really, I, again, the Miracle Morning has only built on, you know, y- years now of practice with like meditation and journaling and affirmations and visualizations. Like the Miracle Morning really just kind of brought it all together into a solid morning routine um, and, and has made it like really consistent. So practicing it now, I can say from firsthand, it, I, I, it sounds strange to say, but I still... I get excited to like talk to talk to my wife or with my wife about our finances, which is really weird because it's been you know the lowest they've been. <laughs> it's it's been in this kind of rock bottom moment, but it's not like we own our feeling around it. Just because there's no money there doesn't mean you have to be stressed about it. Um, and just because there's you know no money there doesn't mean you have to start getting angry at each other. Um, or just because there's no money there doesn't mean I have to be short with my kids. Um, and so like it's been the result of practicing the miracle morning, uh, which is a hundred percent in my control. Like there's nothing that keeps me from writing in a journal. There's nothing that keeps me from praying. There's nothing that keeps me from exercising, right? Like, um, you might not be able to 
you might have to make an executive decision that you can't go to the, the same health clubs or gyms that you're used to, but you can always move your body, you know, go do, go walk, run, push-ups, whatever you got to do. Like you, these six things are completely within any person's control. Like, you know, you can work around whatever limitations that you have, but like it, the six habits you can do. And so the result for us is, um, is just a greater ability to say we as a family, my wife and I, we're sovereign individuals, meaning we're free. And, and part of that is that we're free to, to feel the way we want to feel. We want to be emotion. Like we want, we want to be happy. <laughs> we want joy. We want to notice the beauty around us. Like I was just on a walk this morning and I, I am noticing, I'm finding joy in the sounds of a, a, a creek in the water kind of flush, you know, flowing through it and kind of letting that be joyful about that noise and about the birds singing and about the sun rising and things like that. Like we want to feel joy in our environment. And so these six habits have put, have given us greater ability to feel joy, even in the fetal position. (laughs) Yeah. Because it, it doesn't negate, it doesn't change, you know, like it doesn't, just choosing a positive emotion doesn't necessarily, doesn't make you, doesn't make like your financial trouble go away. You know, like we still have to make some hard strategic decisions about, you know, how to pivot our business or um, like where, where, you know, where we're going to make income, right, to continue doing the lifestyle that we want, which is to travel and explore and uh, and have the impact that we want to have, right? So, like, it doesn't take away the reality that we have some really tough strategic decisions to make. But what it does is as we approach those decisions, we're not, we're not slowly getting more angry at each other and we're not slowly getting more angry at our kids or not slowly getting angry at life and how life is so unfair or something it puts us in a mental state where we we're curious we're just curious where this will go we're curious about the lessons that we're learning we're curious about you know what adventures our family is going to go on next we're curious about who we'll meet in this journey who what travelers or what you know (laughs) like what walks of life people from different walks of life will meet that have been through something similar and have pivoted and what we'll learn from them you know it puts us in a different state of mind where it's more curious than it is kind of like a victim mindset so that's what i wanted to share today that's what today's episode is about is um you know a sovereign family sovereign individual they are free to feel the way they want to feel and of course, again, there's a caveat there when you, you have things like grief or like medical like conditions that make depression a thing or, you know, uh, so like I, I'm not negating all of that. Um, but what I am saying is that I suggest to all the listeners of the podcast that you are in far greater control than what you currently think. 
And that, again, sure, there's some medical things like uh, you know, if you're going through grief or depression or something like that. Like, like, sure, there's some parts of your emotions that might not be out of your control, but be careful about saying, well, I, you know, I have X, Y, Z condition, so therefore I'm just going to give up all my control and ownership of my feelings. Um, my challenge to you is to do an audit on your feelings. And if you're dissatisfied with your feelings or if you, through the audit process, realize that some parts of your life that you are, you know, have a certain emotion um, about is not serving you well, I challenge you to do the six habits of the miracle morning and use that as a tool to get you into a different mental state, to consciously choose a different emotion and um and that'll change your outcome so anyway hopefully this was helpful uh thanks for tuning in and i'll catch you on the flip side